It's a comedian. Yeah. He is. <laughs> no, not joking. Hello and welcome to the next episode of That Josh James Show with me, stand-up comedian Josh James. As ever, I'm joined by my trusty producer, my right-hand man, the Italian Stallion, a.k.a. Salvatore Picconi. How you doing, Sal? Yeah, I'm all right. You? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Been all right. Um, yeah, not too bad, mate. What, what can I say, really? It's been hectic, lot, a lot of gigs happening. Um, been busy this week with three gigs, but it was nice to get my got them done like Monday to Friday. How was that? It was all right. The one on Friday, I had one in um, Colchester. That was a funny audience. I got them around sort of in the second half, but um, yeah, that was just a bit of a, it was a bit of an off key vibe in there. I'm saying I was hosting, yeah, mm. um, and it was one of them weird sort of setups where they sort of had like two sections. It was in like an arts theatre. Um, so not like a typical comedy club and uh, yeah one break in the middle one act doing 20 one act doing 40 minutes 40? yeah 40 that's a lot for him really yeah and uh, it's just a bit of a weird vibe it was pissing down Colchester's a I, find it, I always find it a peculiar place careful what you say yeah but I just it's it's, it's it, yeah I, I can never really put my finger on it but it just always films films a bit I don't know. If you had to describe Colchester in a sentence to someone who'd never been, because I don't really spend much time in Essex, I try and limit that. Yeah, but it's almost like it's so far away from here. It's, I mean, there's a big divide between, like, I would say, South and North Essex. Like, I would say they're very different, you know. Um, What's the difference between North Essex and South Essex? (laughs) And where, what would be in those places? The people, the people are just a little bit different, you know. Um, that's it though I just can't put my finger on it on how you know it's almost like they're you're closer there to Ipswich than you are to sort of London do you see what I mean Um, which I think says a lot (laughs) (laughs) but no it's it's just I can't never put my my finger on it it's uh, is that you you slagging off Ipswich without actually no not really I mean because Ipswich is a bit of an enigma to me, but I've done a few gigs in Ipswich before. I've done some strange gigs in Ipswich. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just to be honest, they're fucking weird up there. <laughs> Sorry to anyone who's in from Ipswich. But um, yeah, it's just it's just a it's just a, a funny little vibe, really. Um, and they all started beefing, all the crowd, about schools in the local area. <laughs> it's the most middle class. <laughs> but I don't know, but this is the thing. I don't wouldn't say necessarily the audience... They were like a real sort of middle class audience. I couldn't put my finger on it, mate. Honestly, like, you know, usually you can get, oh, they're, they're them sort of people. Mm. I couldn't really, you know, put my finger on it. But yeah, whenever I go Colchester, I just can't put my finger on it. Um, I've not spent a lot of time there. So I don't really understand the area. If you're from Colchester, you know, email in. Yeah, I would love to know, you know. it's, it's um, What's it's going a, on over there? Yeah, it's a bit of a mystery to me, old, old Colchester. Other gigs, how are they? Yeah, not too bad. Done a blackout on Thursday up the creek, which is always a fun, interesting show. Obviously, we spoke about the blackout before on this show, but it's... um The gong show. The gong show, yeah. All the new acts, they got to try and get through the five minutes without people like tinning them off. And Dave was a bit brutal on Thursday, the uh, the audience. 
Um, and I thought I heard someone like, listen, it's part and parcel when the new acts go up there and they get booed off or like carded off and it's tough, mm. but we've all done it. We've all been through it. But I thought I heard someone say to an act, kill yourself. <laughs> right. And I went to Gelly, my manager. I was like, do you, do you hear that? I think someone just shouted out to kill yourself. I was like, no, I was like, listen, they can boo. I was like, but I'm not fucking having that. I go up on stage and I point to the guy. I was like, what'd you fucking say? <laughs> he was like, no, I was just saying like, put your card down because I was really enjoying it. I was like, oh, okay. I was about <laughs> to unload. And I, w- and I pointed to everyone else. I was like, was that what he said? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> they was like, what do you think he said? And like, obviously I heard something completely what was not said. Like, I thought he said, yeah, put the mic down and kill yourself, right? That's what I thought he said. So I was like, I draw the line there, you know, like I'm, you know, I've got to stick up for these, act, you know, I get that his part of the show is booing them, but I was like, if you're saying someone to kill themselves, because honestly, it is tough. And when you get booed off that stage, one of the emotions you feel is that you want to kill yourself. <laughs> so you shouting that out um, might put them up, push them over the edge, but I've completely just got the wrong end of the stick. You know? But equally, there are some acts who should just, you know, there are some interesting acts out there, but um, oh, but it's tough, you know, to watch yeah. some people, especially early gigs. Early gigs doing a gong show, is yeah, terrifying. it's it's tough. But listen, you're that's what you're putting yourself up there for. I was about to say, you know what you're getting yourself into, but unfortunately, some of the acts, a lot of them don't, don't actually. They think, oh yeah, this is gonna be nice, yeah, and they don't actually get what it's all about, and then they're just like a rabbit, like they're like a rabbit in headlights, you know, a deer in headlights. What's the one? Rabbit, a deer Rabbit. in headlights, or whatever, like and some sort of animal, yeah. some sort of animal in headlights. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was interesting. Anyway, as it always is. Mm. And since we last spoke, uh, the economy's gone to shit. Yeah, I don't really watch the news anymore. Um, I've not done for about eighteen months. Probably, probably for the best. You know what? Like my girlfriend, she doesn't really stay up to date with the news. I would say, but what you say the economy's like has absolutely no bearing on me whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, if you're trying to buy a house, if you were trying to buy a house a week and a half ago, and like from then to now, you're fucked. Basically. But I think it's all about mindset. So, like about eighteen months ago, I stopped looking at the news because I say the news should be called the bad news because there's no fucking good stories on there. Yeah, my your mindset doesn't change interest rates. Yeah, you know I mean, interest rates jumps. Yeah, up but 10%. but it is. But listen, whatever I think or whether <laughs> that I do, that's just gonna be what it is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I know, I know that like. Listen, some people have got to give a fuck yeah. because, you know, we some people got to go all march and all that. Yeah. We can't all not give a fuck. But for me, it's like, if I really give a fuck or if I don't give a fuck, it's always going to be how it is. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting because my girlfriend has a similar approach. Like Sometimes I'll be like, oh, have you seen this today? And she'll be like, no. And then, no, I don't. Oh, oh, you seem happier than me, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> ignorance is bliss. Like, I think yeah. that's what to I To a really certain think. extent. I think you have to have a balance, though, don't you? Like, you... You do, but I just for my happiness, I just I just don't bother looking at no more. Um, although the one thing in the news I have watched in the last few weeks was when old um, Putin done the thing where he annexed the states annexed from Ukraine, and then I watched a documentary last night on Putin mm. on Netflix. Goods called The Last Tsar, mm. um, and I was looking all up on Putin last night. And do you know he's probably the richest man in the world? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're saying what like he's. It's many billions, but like he's 200 billion, they reckon. 
But obviously he declared, he says, oh, I own 140 grand a year, yeah. living a modest little flat. But he's got this fucking got big, island, doesn't he's he? got this big old mansion in, on the Black Sea, mm. which cost a billion to build. Yeah. Um, because what he'd done for people, a little bit of a history lesson for you all, um, like sort of slowly took over more and more power. But there was this oil gark who sort of tried to call out like dodgy dealings. He basically put him in prison. Mm. Then all the other oil garks basically went to him and was Wait, like, "What are you calling them? Oil garks? <laughs> what are they called?" <laughs> Oligarch. Oligarchs. Oil garks. <laughs> Oligarch. Oh, well, I... But they do the they've got the oil. <laughs> That's not what they're called. <laughs> Is it not? But I thought they was oil garks because they're the ones that sell they have they have all the oil. Like the Roman Abramovich is an oil guard. He's <laughs> no, an oligarch. Oligarch. <laughs> Who's fucking Ollie? <laughs> I thought it was oil gas. No. <laughs> no, it's got nothing to do with oil. Oh, I thought it... I, right, okay. So this is what I was going to tell you all. I thought they were oil gas because they was all the ones... I thought, is this not true? So I thought all the people that are in Russia that are really rich is through oil. Sure. So they're called oil gas. <laughs> no? So I get the definition up for Oligarchs. you. Oligarchs. Well, what does that mean? Oligarch sounds like someone you went to school with. Oligarch, uh, member of the oligarchy, a person who is part of a small group holding power in a state. The term is commonly used in the Western press to differentiate Russian businessmen from Western businessmen. It's got nothing to do like oh, some of them. I thought they were the, the big oil people, <laughs> like Roman Abramovich is an oligarch. <laughs> oh, that is fucking gold. Okay. Well, anyway. As yeah, I was I mean, saying, the, 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 some of them, I can see why you would make that mistake. I see why. That's I, how it's written, oil gark, though. No, it's O L I. It's not O I L. Look, there. Hold on. I swear it's O I L. See that? Okay. I mean, that looks like oil gark to me, <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah, I can see why you would make that mistake because. Uh, a lot of them are involved in oil, but it's just it just refers to anyone who's a sort of Russian, basically millionaire or businessman. Someone. Well, let's, let's for the sake of this podcast, let's, let's stick with oil gaps. <laughs> that's what I've that's what I've thought it was for the last like thirty years of my life. So, so basically, these oil gaps, right? <laughs> I can't take you seriously. He puts one of them in prison, and the rest of the oil gaps they come up to him and they're like, right, how do we stop ourselves going going in prison? You know. And he's apparently, that's what's in the documentary, that he said, I want 50% of everything you make. And it doesn't go to the government, it goes to Putin personally. Mm, yeah, of course. So that's how he's made his money. Yeah. Which is is, is mental. And and you know when people go in this country, they're like, ah, oh, well, the only way he's going to be stopped if his people rise up and all this. His approval rating in Russia is like over 70%. Although, having said that, now that he's, he's seen what he's doing, he's enlisting like average civilians to go to war because... Russia have fucked like their strategy in the past like a uh, month or so. I was reading somewhere that they've like they've abandoned states that they've tried to um, invade and they've left like 200 tanks there. They've left like loads of like armor behind because they've just been trying to scarper. So then the Ukrainians have t taken on their like armor and their tanks. Oh. And that's been happening quite a lot. What, and just using them against them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, nice. So, like, the Russian strategy, they thought it would be over within, like, 
like they said they said they said originally they thought it was they thought be over they, a few days they thought they blitz them yeah yeah and then but obviously because ukrainians are fighting for their country they're not going down without a fight and now it's got to the point where rush they're on some fucking home alone shit mate <laughs> do you know what i mean <laughs> they're just like up against it <laughs> chucking marbles in front of yeah, the tanks yeah mate they're just like they're absolutely proper royal the rover stuff isn't it <laughs> It's great, but it just goes to show, yeah, well, you know, one of my... backs against the wall, you know. One yeah. of my quotes, which I used to live by as a teenager, when I was, I used to play rugby at school, and I was the smallest one by a mile, and everyone was hitting puberty, and I'd like, and I always used to say to myself, it's not about the size of the fight in the dog, it's no. about the size of the... No, you just so fucked it. <laughs> it's not about the size of the dog in the fight, yeah. it's about the size of the fight in the dog. Yeah. And I think, I think they've been inspired by that, the Ukrainian people, <laughs> yeah, in all honesty. One of them must have overheard you during your rugby session. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that is basically that is basically it, isn't it? And they're in, like, Russia are now enlisting civilians, and civilians are fleeing. Like, they, they're all fleeing to, um, is it Lithuania? Georgia. No, uh, is it Georgia? Georgia's on the, on the south coast, or south, south of the border. Finland, I think, also. Yeah, I think they're like basically a lot of the countries that border. But mate, he honestly, if you watch this documentary, it's like I think the reason why he's scary is that like I was always just like, oh, but he's just the president. Like, no, he's the richest man in the world, and I do still. F- he's killed people. He's a former KGB agent. You know what I mean? Yeah, but he was low level KGB apparently. Yeah, but he he rose pretty quickly because he had quite a ruthless like way of going about things you know and this but also ru- like russians like they've always known like a like communist state like dictatorship so they're used to that mm. so i think they're more favorable to that like we we would think fuck that fuck like old boris just like going no i'm not gonna step worse he largely is what he done <laughs> wouldn't it? but but do you know what i mean like if someone done that over here we'd be like no we're always used to democracy they're always used to that constant yeah one person yeah, I mean it's hard. Well, it's hard because you, you're like you know when your state media is controlled all and it all comes from the Kremlin. You know, like you're fed just the the majority of people just fed bullshit. Only really young people who know how to utilize the internet properly have a difference of opinion as to what the sort of regime tells them to do. To a certain extent, I reckon like you know this war will be the end of him. You know, I don't. I just think like, or he might he might take over. You know, it might be. You know, it might be world domination for him, especially with all them like oil gags backing him, <laughs> and all the oil money. I think he's losing. How many oil gags are there? Well, actually, it's interesting. Have you found out? Have you heard heard about all the um, the people that have come out and spoken out against the war? Russian sort of like you know businessmen and diplomats, whatever. They've. <laughs> Why are you smoking too? Health bars at the same time. Because I'm just, I'm getting anxiety. Think we're all going to die soon from nuclear <laughs> explosions. I'm just living while I still can. Uh, there's been a lot of cases of like Russian businessmen, Russian oligarchs, or like like just certain people speaking out against the war, and then they've just been found dead. You know, there was a guy who mm. spoke out against the war, and he got chucked out of like twenty-story hospital, and then a few hours later. Putin visited the hospital to do a speech, but it was like completely separate. Really? Yeah, it's all like it's just been. I think there's the saying about there's seven, eight like people that he's killed, like have spoken out against. Him. So everyone's shit scared to speak out against him. 
But that's what I'm saying. Loads of people must be on board with him to have that power because he's only one man. Yeah, but it's fear though, isn't it? It's not like it's not like the Ukrainians have. They're fighting for their country. There's there, there's solidarity. There's pride there. Russian citizens are being forced to enlist to go and fight a war. They don't even know what the fuck's going on. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, all I'm saying is I see that one. You know, I've done a bit of research into it. Where the majority, you know, and said the majority of Russians are actually on board with him. But this might be changing. But yeah. I mean, we hope it does because you're right. That's probably the only way that. Let's have a look at his approval rating. Approval rating. What is it? Poll shows Putin's popularity took hit in September, but remained as high as 77%. 77%. I mean, yeah. you I mean, say people, you see, the thing is though, they polls? say, you know, that like, like we're all getting the news that people are fleeing and there's protests, right? But when you see the protests, it ain't a lot of people protesting. It's like 30 people. Do you know what mm. I mean? This is what I'm saying is the majority of people in Russia, they're this. that's how he can do all this because he's, you know what I mean? He's yeah. like... He's the king. He's basically... He, he is the king, yeah. He's ruling like a king. Um, yeah, scary, man. But, but yeah. in this billion-pound I mean, billion mansion that he's got in the Black Sea, he's got like... But what's the point of having that sort of stuff if you can't enjoy it? Do you know what I mean? Well, he does enjoy it. He's got like a stripper's room in there, like a stripper's pole. He doesn't and fucking enjoy it. He does, what, like, he, like, Mate, he's probably in there just like absolutely getting blasted. <laughs> like, he probably is. Just, I reckon I, he, I prob he, he, probably get, he probably gets on it, doesn't he? Mm. Probably does. And he's probably got all these Russian, like, women that he just... Like, yeah, well, he's got a few, um, you know illegitimate children and well, he he's killed one of his mistresses is one of his mistresses went missing didn't he didn't she she was like fucking hell there's, there's loads <laughs> boss moves I mean if we can get him on the podcast we can actually ask him about this it might have to be mm. by zoom link or something though. but but yeah he's, uh, he's not he's not he's a nasty piece of work isn't he yeah you heard it here first um, I mean do you uh, do you know how to play chess? Just out of interest. I used to. I used to. I used to play a bit of chess. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. I've not played it in years, so I wouldn't. I'll, I'd need, I'd need to revise the rules. Um, I'll give you a little re refresher test at some point. A little refresher lesson. Have a little game. Yeah. Uh, do, have you, you heard? Me? Yeah. You had chess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> have you heard what's um? Have you heard what's been going on in the world of chess recently? The world of professional chess. Um. Something about an anal bead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Guy got, got, got accused of cheating by sticking anal beads up his... That is exactly right, yeah. Up I mean, his arse. <clears throat> so like a Which I don't know how the two are correlated. So a couple of weeks back, basically, yeah, uh, Magnus Carlsen, who is the world chess, world chess champion, mm. he's been dominant for like years. Um, he was up against a guy called uh, Hans Niemann from America. And... Um, Magnus Carlsen was white, which is uh, the the most sort of beneficial. Like you've got the advantage if you're starting a chess game as white because you get the first. Oh, mate. okay. He's not a white man. He is a white man as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's chess, mate. So he basically played this this Magnus Carlsen, world champion, played this 19 year old kid Hans Neiman, who's been going for a little while, like like a short while, but hasn't really you know got to the point where he's like should be like smashing the, yeah. the pros. And Magnus Carlsen did a, did a very unusual move as his first move, which normally would throw someone off. But the other guy knew exactly how to counter it. And they ended up beating him. 
And then there was something, it was all a bit like, people were shocked by it. And then Magnus Carlsen posted on his Twitter, you know, the video of uh, Jose Mourinho and he's saying, if I talk, then I'm in big trouble. You know that, that video? Right, the guy that lost. The guy that lost, as oh. if to say something dodgy's been going on. Right, okay. And then another chess player posted on Twitter. He said, um, currently obsessed with the notion that Hans Neiman has been cheating at the Singfield Cup chess tournament using wireless anal beads that vibrate him the correct moves. So what they think is that basically this guy was using maybe some sort of like AI technology to vibrate these anal beads inside his eyes. Because they're very thorough with... Uh, chess now like you can't have your phone on you like they they search you as you go in like because there's been a lot of cheating scandals in the past so they reckon he's basically been shoving these anal beads up his ass and then using some sort of software how do they know that he's been shoving them up his ass well they this is it they're saying like because like how else could he know exactly what move to do when he's got nothing else on him unless someone else in the room is helping him cheat or whatever so they basically think that he's yeah he's using using that as a really what do you uh, what do you think of that? Um, I mean, it's it's it's, it's interesting. Um, now that you've explained it, um, makes sense. You know what I mean? The vibrations. Um, I was just thinking he was maybe just doing it for pleasure, and it just like the brought the best out of him. Do you know what I mean? Like as in it, and I was like, you know, however you wanna. It was like having a cigarette, you know, like in between. Yeah, you know, yeah, just, just a... like it's just, but interesting. I mean. I, I don't really know a lot about chess. Well, he actually came up, when he got accused of this, he came out and he said, look, if you want me to, I'll play naked. I mean, you still wouldn't see the beads, would you? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Really, he'd have to be squatting. He'd have to be bent over with his ass cheeks spread. Yeah. And playing. To really know whether he was cheating or not. Yeah. Or they put a little camera up his ass and... Have a little look but around. But it was only just the one game that they thought he cheated. Yeah, and then uh, what, uh, what happened, he had to have a rematch with him, but like not as, part, him again. as, as part of the tournament. But what Magnus Carlsen did, second move, he just, uh, he sort of retired from the game, as in like pro just a sort of protest. protest. Yeah, so he said, I'm not playing in the cup whilst he's playing in it. And there's been a big sort of like... Really? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. where's the Anya Bede story come from? Well, they think, I think it's because it's so difficult to try and like get some sort of device on you in like these chess tournaments because in the past people have had their phones on them they've been like using them to cheat people and go to the toilets there was a couple of years ago there was a incident where some guy was googling what move to do whilst he was in the toilet and someone had caught him over the top of the cubicle and taken a photo of him cheating so there's been a lot of cheating scandals yeah. in chess so I think they, they think well if, they, if he's not got anything on him Maybe it's in his arsehole. Maybe it's up his arsehole. I mean, would you ever, have you ever cheated before in sort of playing? Uh, in sport. In sport. Uh, yeah, I used to play my mates at squash. <clears throat> and if I, if there was a point that I couldn't get, I would just whack the ball at them. <laughs> like as in if I knew I couldn't make the shot, I'd whack the ball at them and then it was like, oh, replay point. I don't know if that's actually a rule, but that's what I sort of... Right. Yeah, so I, I did use to cheat a squash, to be honest. Like, what about like just sort of like board games and stuff like that? Have you... 
playing Monopoly, are you the sort of Monopoly? Guy to... Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I cheat big time. Um, or what I do if I go out, I get myself in massive debt. I say, look, I'll give you this. Just lend me some money. Like I play in a real sort of shifty sort of way, like absolutely mortgaged up to my eyeballs. Um, I just can't can't thank no for an answer. You know, just can't lose. So until, until you'll just keep going until you're. In... Yeah, I'll keep going until. Until like people just like, it's just not like, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> but I make deals that are like not in the rules, you know what I mean? I'll be like, like, like they're not to the game. I'll be like, oh, listen, I'll go take Fernando's tomorrow. Just like, give me a hundred. <laughs> yeah. I'll say, just that give desperate. me a hundred. Like, give me, give me a hundred. You know, I'll do a lot of off, off table deals, you know, to, to, to get where I need to be. I never usually win. Um, <laughs> no, that's surprising though. But yeah, but it's fun. So this Hans Neiman said, if they want me to strip fully naked, I would do it. I don't care because I know I am clean. Mm. So he's pretty confident that he's... Yeah, he's pretty confident. Um, but... Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd definitely like to watch that. That'd be interesting. <laughs> it would spice chess up a little bit, oh, wouldn't it? Oh, definitely. I mean, if everyone had to do a start, it would just be a bunch of virgins, though, in a room. There's loads of pasty white guys just sort of naked. I'm not sure... If there's yeah. a huge market for that. Um, the thing is, I suppose, why are they cheating? Because they just want to win the money. Yeah, I guess so. it was a $350,000 prize. So it's not bad, is it? It's not bad, but it's a spare change. <laughs> I mean, it's fuck all to put in. But uh, another scandal that's rocked the world of uh, sport is uh, a recent fishing scandal now. Do you know much about professional fishing? No. Well, all I know the people that fish, they like to smoke weed. So you probably like that fish. I mean, I do when I go for my walks. I do see a lot of people, bunning uh, suits, yeah, blazing up. Oh wow, they're kicking off there, aren't they? It's yeah, it's kicking off here. So like, basically, what's happened is one sort of professional fisherman. Uh, yeah. he's won a few things in the past. He's been accused and like found like proven to be fucking cheating because he was shoving weights inside the fish that he was saying that he caught to make, to make them, them heavier. heavier interesting and he was putting putting other like fish inside them and stuff like that so if you you know just watch interesting and this is them all kicking off of him so the guy that's keeping chill is the guy that got caught yeah cheating. the guy in a grey cat yeah <laughs> And what they do is they start cutting the fish open and pulling the weights out. Oh no, this has been caught. Mm. Hook, line and sinker. <laughs> hey, come on. <laughs> Does he need to go to jail? Oh, it's a bit fucking extreme, isn't it? Yeah, one of them saying that he should go to prison. I say cut him open. I cut him open and there's weights in there. Yeah, so the so the current, he's current, currently filleting a fish, this guy. He's pulling out sort of oh, shit. metal balls. Where's your crown now? Oh shit. He's been proper done there. I mean yeah. like Yeah. Has he just shoved them in the in the in the He must have just shoved it down the fish's mouth. Yeah, so like He's been cutting up other fish and then shoving them in the mouths. Of the oh, fish mate, that's cool. mad. And he's just sort of stood there, not really saying anything. Yeah, he's been cool, not he? Hey, you guys do 
to call that money. So he's probably won a, a couple of times before and now has thrown his whole reputation in. Oh, mate, this is sad, isn't it? I mean... Yeah. I hate watching stuff like this. It's like... Well, when, when someone gets... Uh, publicly shamed yeah it's just like, I mean but it's kind of justified in this yeah situation. I mean look, you should be doing it you know yeah, what's the geezer's name uh, the guy's name is Chase Comiskey of Herm Hermitage and Jake Runyon of Cleveland won the event after their catches weighed in the heaviest however tournament director Jason Fisher name's Jason Fisher Jason Fisher um, <clears throat> allegedly caught the two using weights within the fish in a video that circulated online the fish are sliced open to find lead weights inside uh, there was outrage on social media over the incident so well, it was two of them that was cheating yeah I mean if you were going to cheat at any sport what what sport would you cheat at um, what, what do you reckon is the easiest to get away with easiest sport to cheat to get away with uh Bodybuilding, maybe, like, because they're all on the roids, aren't they? Like, a lot mm. of them. Yeah. And that's all. But everyone's cheating. If everyone's cheating, is it cheating? You know, this is the thing about. Um, Lance Armstrong. Lance Armstrong is like, yeah, he cheated, but I think they, didn't they, like, out of everyone, I think the years that he won it, out of everyone, the top 17 people had all been caught yeah, taking drugs. Yeah. You know what I mean? You'd have to go, like, 20th place to find a person that wasn't actually at it. Well, if, I don't know who's a, a certain comedian. I'm not sure. I think it's American stand-up. Has a routine where they say there should just be uh, an Olympics just for people on steroids and on like yeah. performance-enhancing drugs. Yeah, imagine how quick everyone would be. It's like a superhuman, you know. Yeah. That that would be that would be quality if you're watching people doing like smashing some amphetamines. And then trying to do the 100 metre dash. I mean, I think Lance Armstrong was impressive with what he'd done because, mm. you know, like whenever I've taken loads of drugs, I can't fucking never ride a bike. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So I think he'd done quite well. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it depends what drugs you take. <laughs> yeah. They should do a Tour de France where everyone just takes ketamine. <laughs> everyone, just, everyone just did a big KO. You know what I mean? They don't even like leave the finish line. Yeah. Would you reckon the most entertaining recreational drug to watch someone on is probably... Um, there's some good ones. Uh, you have to have specific drugs for specific sports. So. I mean, I don't find it that entertaining because often <laughs> when I see someone right at their night, I'm actually thinking, I hope you're right. I hope you're right for one and I hope you don't die. You know? <laughs> But obviously, if that person's going to be safe, if I know that person's going to be safe, then yeah, it's funny to watch. You yeah, know well, I mean? let's say, okay, for, for example, let's say hypothetical situation, there's a, a recreational drugs Olympics, right? And every, there's people monitored, you know, so they everyone has the same amount of a certain drug. Mm -hmm. All the drugs are, like, safe to take. But you have to apply a certain drug to a certain sport, you know. So, for example, ketamine for cycling. Mm, ketamine for swimming. <laughs> I thought it'd be hilarious. <laughs> It'd be funny. As long as we knew they was going to survive. Or, because they would come very close to death, <laughs> which would be funny. We'll whack armbands on them. I think, yeah. Or, or like uh, something like um, javelin would be quite interesting. Javelin would be interesting. For What about coke? What about gear? What, what, would that be? I'll tell you what that would be good for. Um, what's the one with uh, dressage? 
one with dressage, the ho- yeah. one with the horses, and then you give the horses a little bit of a yeah, little bit of a go as well. Or equally, again, ketamine for the horses. I feel like it's very hard to tell if someone's on ketamine. What? No, it's not. Do you not think? I think with like cocaine, you can tell. Cocaine, s- tell someone straight away in the eyes, you know. Yeah, and if they're talking about property investments, <laughs> you know what I mean? If they're like, yeah, I'm going to get this house and I'm going to do it up and I'm going to like sell loads of money. Like, yeah, do you want to come business with me? Yeah, yeah. do you want to um, come? Like, what we'll do? Like, we'll put our fucking money together, right? And uh, like, we'll go like, up north, like, because like, a cheap, the house is cheaper up north, like, and we can get, get one, like, we'll flip it and then we'll do the other one and then we're like, you know what I mean? And then we're like, you know, you know. Um, flip that one, then we buy some flats and we can do up the flat share, and then we can call the uh, call the business. Like, I'll register the business now. You want to register the business now? I'll oh, come on, yeah, come, yeah, come, yeah. Call them in the morning. You alright mate? We'll start that business. <laughs> no, I don't. Um, yeah, coke. They're either talking to you about some sort of business opportunity or some sort of big plan that they're never going to follow through with. Yeah, or they're chatting shit about our. Uh, just get date yeah, yeah. It's just, just I, talking absolute waffle yeah and on yeah. repeat as well so people loop back around the same conversations over mm. again. but I think uh, a drugs Olympics would work be nice I think look if you've just got a competition where everyone's allowed to cheat then surely that's a just level playing field isn't it yeah yeah I think so but then it's but then it's like the countries like America, Russia will have the best drugs to give to their yeah. athletes. You know what I mean? Well, Russia so, have been playing like that for years anyway. Russia have been at it, mate. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I used to just how you were fucked, didn't I? Um, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, any closing message you got for anyone who's... Don't cheat. Because if you cheat at something, it doesn't feel as good as if you actually, you know what I mean, do it above board. And when you really win, you know, if you take shortcuts... You don't get that that feeling of, of greatness, you know? Do you think Lance Armstrong felt a bit guilty after all those things? Because it doesn't seem like he did. <sighs> Listen, I think he's probably come to terms with it, the fact that everyone else was cheating and that's what mm. he tells himself. So, um, But yeah, I think just be above board. I can't believe that fisherman. That's mad. Mm. Dig that video out if, if you can find it. Yeah. Um, sweet. Got anything to plug? Good after the plug, actually. Um, I'll have some, I'll be announcing some new dates soon. Um, they'll be on my Instagram, Facebook. Uh, so check those out. Um, thank you again, Salvatore, for being a great producer. Um, what I'd say is if you recently started listening to the podcast, go back and listen to all the earlier episodes. Start from the beginning, go all the way through. New episodes out every Wednesday. We've got more guest episodes coming soon. Uh, got pretty much guest episode every few episodes. And we've got some big guests coming up. Got some great guests coming up. Vladimir Putin, a few oil garks, <laughs> Roman Abramovich, the geezer's just cheating at the fishes. Um, so I've really got some good stuff. No, we've got some interesting people. I'm looking forward to next Saturday. Yeah. We've got a he's very funny man. I think it's going to be an interesting one. It's going to be a fun one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, guys, thank you so much. As always, make sure to rate it on um, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Send it to all your friends. Tell all your mates about it. We don't have any PR. We need you to, you know, to get the messages out, to to spread the message, you know, spread the news about this podcast. And we see you all next week.